Hello there. My name's Mark, and this is episode 62 of the Holocron Chronicles. I'm joined, as always, by my very special guest. Special guest, jeez. It's my, my, my very Whoa. special co-pilot. Hold the best now. guy. The best co- I'm like skipping Demoted. you, Charlie. I'm going straight to the guest. Uh, this is uh, Char- Charlie. How you doing tonight? I'm, I'm all good. Connected. I love it. We're recording a little early, so I won't be like, yeah. oh, glad I brought my coffee. But yeah, we uh, because of the person <laughs> who's actually our special guest, who is from a land far, far away. Uh, that, that's why that's why we're breaking out and recording a little earlier time for you. So yeah, no, I'm good. I am good. Awesome, awesome. And yes, we we've we've alluded to a special guest from across the pond, and yeah. that is Gareth, aka the Senate. Hi, which I love. Uh, you may know him from TikTok, where he's I am the Senate or Instagram, the Senate official. Links are going to be in the show notes if you need to follow him, and please, please do. Gareth, how are you doing tonight? I'm great, thank you. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, you guys say it's early for you. It's really late for me. <laughs> nah, uh, I feel right. like I if I fall asleep in the middle of the podcast, it's fine, right? Right, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Tonight's uh, tonight's episode brought to you by Red Bull and uh, Monster Energy and whatever other energy right. drinks that you need to uh, to stay awake. But we very much appreciate you joining us. And appreciate no you worries. staying up. This is this is awesome. Uh, before we get into your story, I do need to thank our patrons. This show and all of the Secret Friends Network is brought to you by our patrons over at patreon.com slash Secret Friends Unite, including Best Bud, Jamie Prinky, BFFs, Sean Stella and Henry Nias, Missy Merchant, and Andy Milliken. Thank you awesome. all so much. You guys are amazing. You keep us going. And uh, if you know if you haven't checked it out, check out our Patreon. We're, we're doing exclusive shows over there or limited time shows. Whole lot of fun, whole lot of good stuff. If you haven't checked out Friend Force 99, that's all on the free feed that yes. started out as an exclusive to Patreon uh, first and stayed there for a little bit before we put it out for everyone. So, uh, so that's that. Um, also, subscribe on YouTube and all that fun stuff. But yeah, I want to <laughs> learn about Gareth while we're doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, tell us a little bit before we get into your star Wars origin, how did you start with star Wars content creation and, and tell us a little bit about what you do? Do you know what? I, uh, I mostly make content on TikTok and Instagram. So, uh, I got into TikTok first and that was in the middle of the UK lockdown, which we had here. I think it stopped mm. me going crazy, to be honest. Uh, I was going, going stir crazy in my house, stuck, stuck inside for a while. So making mm. videos, uh, gave me a chance to be, to be outside and I've, uh, sort of continued that. Um, at first, it so it started out a little bit Star Wars related, but then there was a lot of uh, variety and stuff that I was posting. So as well as that, I went to my Lord of the Rings, Doctor Who, that sort of thing, general nerd stuff. Um, and the the name uh, came from it's a very silly thing. I wanted to be able to introduce myself whenever I went anywhere as sort of going, I am the Senate, you know, that sort of thing. And then I threw the Senate at him. I just yeah. remember that from Robot Chicken. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's where the name came from. And then I think it was 2022, very early um, in 2022, that I started sort of thinking about Star Wars content full time. Because um, I had, we have a convention here, um, MCM. And that's held in May. So I've got that coming up as well. Right. Uh, but um, I, I wanted to sort of mainline Star Wars content for that. So uh, little skits um, using some of the audios that I'd find. And then cosplay came a, a little bit later after May. Um, I did my awesome. first convention as uh, Mandalorian Luke. So I've just kept uploading awesome. more and more and more until it's, uh, until it's become daily uploads. The Luke, wow, that's a I, I love it. I have to tell you, I um, I do have that jacket, uh, really? but I have not busted out in a while. My um, mm. it, let, let me see, we're at uh, four minutes 42 seconds. My wife and I run one of the biggest Star Trek fan clubs in the world, uh, international wow, fan clubs. So, Star Trek, yeah, mentions. so ah. we, we, have, we have chapters in the UK as well. So, there's a guy like me who runs a region over there, oh, um, okay. but uh, but we spend all of our time um, doing events and things like that. Mm. In, uh, Star Trek cosplay. So my Star Wars cosplay include my old man Luke, Krennic. Uh, wow. No, excuse me, old man Han. Old man Han, young okay. Han. If I w- wear a wig, uh, Krennic, 
uh, and then I've got Luke uh, in that jacket. Those are all, they're all oh, kind wow. of in bins in the garage. Yeah. So I That's don't have amazing. much of a vacation to bust them out, but, but, but I'd like to, I would very much like to. Yeah. I mean the, uh, this, this jacket came a little bit later. This was um, bought specially for Star Wars celebration this year. Um, oh, nice. I always wanted to do uh, a sort of very niche Luke Skywalker outfit. And I sort of thought, well, I could do something from the comics or something else. And then mm. I thought, well, you know, the yellow jacket is very recognizable, isn't right. it? And that's the comics version because it's the V-neck as opposed to the yeah. Mandarin flap. Exactly. See, cosplayer. There you go. Charlie knows his stuff, uh, cosplay <laughs> stuff, man. It's, yeah. it's amazing. You're going to forgive um, me if I message I you for advice. Some... Oh, yeah, by all means. Yeah. Please, please, please. I've been looking up some, like, not even specifically cosplay stuff. I wanted to get some Jedi robes, and then I was like, well, maybe I'll just go, like, full, like, Cal Kestis kind of thing and lean into oh, the gingerness. Yeah. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine, like, earlier, and it was like, that stuff is crazy expensive. You guys are dedicated. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, my yeah. bank account's in like, tears. If you want to do it right. Yeah. You're yeah. not even talking about what a kit is to get into being a tk to being a stormtrooper oh, 1500 yeah. two grand on up yeah, yeah. and you know the, with the rebel legion and the um the 501st being so thick uh certainly yeah. here in the u.s and i'm sure it is globally um Set. they're very strict they're as strict and i i kind of employ that in my chapter with people who want to work with us and cosplay with us i i'm very strict you know because yeah. i figured you know, I learned it from my old man. You know, if you're going to do something, why would you want to do your best? You know, don't half-ass your way through something. So I don't allow yeah, exactly. it. You know, it's, and we, we don't have official rules, but I mean, there's the rule of me. I'm I'm ca- I'm the captain. So <coughs> I am the captain. People tend to listen yeah. to me. Well, uh, I mean, Garrett, the, you oh, sorry. Oh, go on. Oh, uh, I was going to say I have a I've got a friend who's um I've asked him to 3D print some Mandalorian armor. So that's my that's my Ooh. next uh, nice. that's my next conquest that i'm going on awesome. so my nice. my bank account's going to be so far in the red but it's fine <laughs> it's hurting it's crying it's, it's gonna be crying yeah. crying red tears absolutely so you mentioned you mentioned daily uploads uh yeah what what wow. goes into like planning that kind of stuff because that's like that's that's a, a lot of work you know for for like a minute or 30 second or even three minute video like it's it's planning and, and that kind of stuff i'm sure what uh what what's your usual process if you don't mind sharing too much no not at all um so mainly a lot of my time because i work um very much a nine to nine to five job um a lot of my free time is in sort of late afternoons or evenings and then weekends um so it means that most of the time i'll have I'll sort of take the weekend to find the audios, record anything that I can. So if I need to get into cosplay, then that's great. I'll have the the time to do that. I mean, this is quite like the whole, the full thing is quite an easy thing to, to get into. So I'll mainly do that at the weekend. And then any sort of out of cosplay stuff, I will record in, in the evenings or on the um, afternoons when I get back from work. Uh, but that means obviously I, <laughs> I tend to record outside a lot because the inside of my house is just dark. Um, so it's not great. It's not great for, uh, for lighting, but so yeah, it gives me a very limited um, time scale. I used to get quite stressed about the times that I would take to record. And, and as it gets into winter, obviously, I had maybe the space of an hour, so there would be a lot of running in and out, in in and out of cosplay, like half dressed, kind of pulling on a pulling on a. It's like coat. it's like you're on the Star Wars version of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's very much gear. like that. Yeah, but uh, it didn't help that. Well, I don't. I must be really setting my ways about it. Um, I think once I get into something, I'm quite. I'm I'm tending to roll with it and follow a pattern. Mm-hmm. So I've recently I've started uploading one video in cosplay one out of cosplay every every day so that means i'm recording about 14 videos a week if you know maybe going back and forward um in like the odd cap cut template or whatever something else um so yeah Yeah. it's it can get quite uh quite stressful but the weekends are are really good for that nice i have no no social life (laughs) I I probably with our Patreon I probably record I record most Thursday nights and mm. I record two or three times on Saturdays and Sundays usually Sundays so it's just that's how the donuts get made you know what I'm saying that's how we crank yeah, them out pretty much that's uh, yeah that's just it so you, you talked about focusing on Star Wars content 
I want to know yeah. how you got into Star Wars. So let's talk about your Star Wars origin. How uh, how did you yeah. find and, and start to love Star Wars enough to focus on it that much? Well, it was. It's very. It sounds very cliche to say, but I've always kind of been into Star Wars ever since I was since I was really really little. Um, I remember when I was. Oh God, I must have been three or four, probably like really young. Um, where my dad showed me the originals, the first the first the first ones I ever saw, um, and they really kind of resonated with me. And then. I was sort of growing up in the very early 2000s. So it was nice because then I got the chance to be a prequels child and I could go back mm-hmm. and, and watch it all with the benefit of hindsight and, and sort of know what know what happens in the originals and, and could understand it all. I remember the, the Phantom Menace was a little bit, um, a little bit too uh, early for me to see, but then mm-hmm. as the rest of them came out, I was sort of, sh- when they came out on DVD, I was shown, uh, shown them at home. And then when I was... I think growing growing up, sort of moving on from that, I used to get into lightsabers. Um, I used to get the, I used to have one of the telescopic, um, you know, telescopic blades that you would sort of flick. The ones that we all started with. Oh, the pla- yeah. Yeah, the, pla- the plastic one. Yeah. I played those with my kids when they were growing up. Yeah. I was, yeah. Uh, I was probably, I was probably way too attached to mine. I think I was quite, quite possessive. <laughs> um, yeah, you can't have my lightsaber. But, uh, <laughs> but I would I'll always. Like, it. it was only the strongest shall have the light. No, um, right. but it would always be. I'd always like make believe it on the playground as you know, as a child, and then growing up, I would sort of make my own stories and my own characters, and and come up and sort of come up with new ways to engage with that world. So now, being an adult and having access to all the facilities, basically through that. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, really helpful and it gives me a lot of inspiration for, for creating content. That's one thing when you, you said like creating your own character, that's one thing I really liked growing up and reading. So before like the, the, the sequels, it was like, you know, the young Jedi Academy books and that kind of stuff. And Luke had yeah. all these students and it focused on a certain <clears throat> set, like the twins and whatever. But I always liked <clears throat> being able to imagine just myself being one of the students at Luke's Academy, oh, and like, that, yeah. like seeing the twins and seeing, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Tenelka and and whatever, and and but like I'm kind of like off to the side, like that could be me. And whether I had that extending yeah. lightsaber or like a stick that I'd pretend or whatever, like yeah. that was kind of it. Like we're just, hey, we're we're at Luke's we're Jedi. Jedi Academy, and I I kind right. of missed that, right? Of, and it was before you before you really got to find out how all that turned out. <laughs> Oh, yeah, right? like the, the sequels for me, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I, I like the sequels, but I, there, there's part of me that kind of like was so disheartened when it was like, oh, the Jedi are dismantled. Uh, nothing's left. Yeah. Uh, it's like what could have been. shattered them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. I'm no, I'm no longer a student at Luke's Academy because he, you know, they're I, all, yeah. I used to have a friend who we, we would make believe uh, play Star Wars on uh, together and I would make the lightsaber sounds and he would sing the theme song as we were du- pretending to duel. Aww. You know those Aww. memes that was sort of, you know, how it looks, how it feels. It was very much like right. that. I used to think we were Anakin and Obi-Wan. was one of those going, da, uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> I, I asked my HomePods today to, I have three HomePods throughout the house and I asked all three of them to play Duel with Fates while uh, my three-year-old and I, had a lightsaber battle with pieces of a Hot Wheels track, even though there's oh, several around the house. Oh. Uh, he he challenged, he handed me one and was like lightsabers and showed it. And uh, he had this like giant piece like Darth Maul, and I was just like, okay, let's duel the fates oh of this kid. So, yeah, that that, uh, uh, was, that that Hot Wheels track thing did not end well for Bart and Lisa Simpson. There was a part <laughs> of <Lisa laughs> like, oh no, it was it smacked <laughs> him. I think Lisa smacked him. And said, ah, no, no, no joints. You know, they can whip, man. They can whip. But uh, I, it, I honestly it, pay my future wife, to be honest, because God forbid <laughs> I ever have kids and I'll just oh, lightsaber no. dueling all that over the it. place. She was sitting on the couch, just like shaking her head. But I was, I was thinking of of exactly what you said. Of like, you used to have to one of us would have to do the sound effects, and the other would have to sing the songs to get into yeah. it. So like, even mm-hmm. as Duel of the Fates is playing in every room in the house, I'm still going like, yeah, just. Yeah, straight back to to that time. It was great. <laughs> uh, do you have a, a favorite Star Wars movie show? Like, what what is Star Wars to you? I would say, in in terms of like having a favorite, I think. Oh God, that's a really difficult question. Um, I think it's probably a t- 
a tie. I, I can't decide. I go sort of flip back between moves. Um, between moods, sorry. Uh, I would say a tie between Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith. Um, mm. I'd say Return of the Jedi probably is my comfort movie, and it's kind of the one that makes you feel like warm and fuzzy inside, kind of. But then I uh, I really love the storytelling, and obviously with Revenge of the Sith, you've, it's a classic, and you've got it's not warm and fuzzy coming up. <laughs> no, it's definitely not that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's um, it's one of those two, and I think Star Wars um, really just encapsulates kind of all those feelings in one. You can feel in the space of one movie, you can feel happy, excited, upset, disappointed, worried. You know, it can give you all those feelings, and I think that's really special. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Nice. I love mm. it. Absolutely. Uh, favorite character? Is it a basic answer to say Luke Skywalker? No, no, not at all. There, there are He's... no wrong answers except for the answers that are wrong. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say I'd have to say Luke Skywalker. I mean, he was he's my my hero growing up. I think wasn't he? Wasn't he every Me like five year old kids? Yeah, five-year-old kid's favorite movie hero. He was one of the first first ones that I saw. And uh, I remember used, I used to pretend to be him as well. And green is green is my lightsaber color. So it, it all lined up perfectly. But Absolutely. yeah, when I saw Return of the Jedi, something just clicked. I was, yeah. Yep. Same. The big, the big click. Totally. Same. Nice. When he yeah. flips up and grabs that green lightsaber, I was like a lifelong fan instantly. That yes. That it for me. That is the moment. That's the moment uh, I decided to start cosplaying, I think. <laughs> that that finely <laughs> orchestrated plan that looked like it there's no way it could have worked out. Yeah, <laughs> no. Exactly. exactly. Uh, mm. I think with your favorite characters and the cosplay that I've seen you do and everything else, I think I know what you're going to say for this one. But I have to ask, if you woke up tomorrow with force powers, do you think you'd lean more to the light side or dark side? Uh, ooh. To be honest... I I think you're right. I would say light side. Um, I think I've always liked the the Jedi more than the Sith, to be honest. But maybe that's just growing up with the prequels. You would kind of only saw maybe four or five like maximum um, dark side users. Uh, and I think probably a lot of my favorite characters as well were on the light side of the Force. So Obi Wan, Yoda, Luke, Leia, and then you know Anakin a bit. Um, <clears throat> And then obviously you had the Clone Wars with new characters like Ahsoka. So I think I really sort of got interested in the light side more with that and more mm. sort of engaged with the Jedi. Plus, I just don't think red suits me as a lightsaber color, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> uh, wouldn't work. I was I was curious for a second. So the, the Kylo Ren helmet in the background for anyone not watching the video, if anyone's mm. listening to the audio, there's there's mostly light side stuff. And then that Kylo Ren just kind of staring at me. And so he's got it. And he got he's got his own table there, but Thrawn's lurking. He Thrawn's does lurking. Yeah. He's lurking yeah, exactly. on Pride, the cover of that book behind him. Mm, <laughs> uh, you mentioned green as your lightsaber color of choice, so I don't have to yeah. ask that one. But I do have to ask if you have a favorite lightsaber design. Ooh. And this can be in canon. This can be like one of my favorites. I have kind of two favorites, and that's Gunji's wooden lightsaber and Tenel Ka's. Uh, lightsaber from from legends which oh was yeah the rancor youth uh yeah. which is uh, i just always love that design uh so any any lightsaber design that's that sticks out to you i mean brylac wood is is top tier isn't it as a lightsaber design god uh do you know what weirdly i would say like i liked um narrow emitters a bit more so i would like obi-wan's lightsaber luke's lightsaber mm. i think it's probably like less you know, if it were, if you were really dueling with it, it's probably a bit less practical than the sort of chunky ones or, you know, right. Kylo Ren's, which is quite sort of, I mean, it's quite thick and very rounded, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. But I like, I like the sort of finesse that it, it kind of brings to it. It makes, when you think of um, what Obi-Wan said in, in A New Hope, where he's like a, an elegant weapon for a more civilized age, I thought it was a bit more like a, like a saber rather than a sword. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think I prefer sort of narrow, narrow designs. So, yeah, mm. Luke, Luke, and Obi Wan, like definitely. Yeah, I do. I do I like that. Same. That 
elegance that uh, that those bring and and that we've seen in some of the high republic stuff with with yeah. more flourishes on it that you know they have uh kind of like what you alluded to more saber-esque kind of guards you see these yeah. uh, gold inlay you know the inlays and, and that kind of thing and 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 non lightsaber cross guards uh you know just just there for flourish and, and design uh, i love yeah. that kind of uh the, the kind of stuff that's that's popping up from the High Republic. I really, really like that vibe. I think as we get more into the High Republic as well, I think that'll come, more more of that will come. And especially, I think there's a movie coming out at some point. I don't know when. Um, yeah. It was announced at Star Wars Celebration, I think. But maybe we'll, maybe awesome. we'll see something like that then. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's and that's when the Acolyte's taking place. So we're going to see that really right, soon. Right, right. True, true, uh, true. Yeah stuff popping up and and that's uh young mm. jedi adventures kind of the tail end of the high republic but that's uh yeah. you know we see kind of a young ish yoda training training some younglings and that's that's more of a kid focused show but i've been enjoying it so far with my little guy so yeah awesome. well, see how that goes uh favorite affiliation this uh, can be jedi bounty hunters sith rebels space pirates who do you want to hang out with if you could just visit star wars for a day oh do you know what Whilst I think whilst I like um, pre-Empire Jedi, I actually really like the idea of of Jedi during the Rebels or New Republican kind of Resistance um, era. So like post post Rise of Skywalker or you know post, for example, um, Revenge of the Sith. Um, so I think when it comes to Jedi that sort of follow maybe a more non-traditional route, a bit like, a bit like Luke did. So carrying a blaster, not dressing in proper robes. You know, I remember his Return of the Jedi outfit was certainly very different to what mm -hmm, I had sort mm -hmm. of seen Obi-Wan Kenobi <clears throat> wear growing up whilst watching yeah. A New Hope or, or um, Empire Strikes Back. And I, I kind of like the fact that they only... Like, when... Uh, before the Empire, I would say the Jedi were kind of almost muddled by a lot of different... Um, Oh, commitments that they had to follow and they mm. had to sort of embrace a kind of larger larger view when it came to like the clone wars and serving as generals and that sort of thing but i like um when sort of newer jedi uh more modern jedi follow the just the core principles of jedi mm. teaching and i kind of like that the uh the element of that and i think you can like you can still see it in jedi like quinlan voss for example who's mm -hmm. kind of follow it a bit absolutely. more loosely and kind of bend the rules a bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Quinlan Voss I, and, and big vibes uh, from Cal Kestis like that, you know, yeah. doesn't do the, the robes and that kind of stuff in the new game. He gets a blaster and mm. uh, definitely is, is, you know, known as a Jedi and say, it, you know, proudly wears that, like I'm a Jedi and everyone says like, Oh, the Jedi's coming, but um, yeah, but, but very different. He's not, He's not that cloaked and reserved. He's just like, I'm right. gonna mess you up. He's and a yeah, he's a he's a like, Jedi he's, of his probably a Jedi of his time. Yeah, yeah because Jedi warrior, he li yeah. lived in a very bad time. So yeah, you're product of yeah, the environment. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think without the... too many spoilers or anything, uh, it, there is a, a, a name drop of the the path kind of thing in in the Ooh, uh, the new game. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I was just waiting for like a Quinlan Voss kind of name drop or something like that, but we didn't get anything. Uh, so far that i've seen but uh anyway no, there's uh, uh sorry yeah maybe um yeah maybe yeah. maybe I'm, I'm i'm not finished the game so i don't know i will but uh, where i am so far there hasn't been a name drop um <laughs> last question that okay. i have for you all right this is a newer question star wars basically if, if overall you mentioned it, there can be up and downs and whatever, but for the most part, there's a lot of suffering, a lot of tragedy, a lot of killer ponchos and laser swords. So many. There can be some fun. Belts so, and boots. <laughs> if you were in the Star Wars universe, what hilarious way do you think you'd die? Oh, oh, I like that. Uh, do you know what? Um, I don't know about hilarious ways to die. I always thought that like quite a cool way to go would be sort of you know, looking up at the Death Star in like a final act of triumph after evacuating a planet, kind of like a last stand sort of thing. That right. that's that's probably like a cool way to go. As for hilarious, right. I I don't know. I feel like maybe I think getting eaten by a rancor is probably quite high on that's, the that's that's Mark. 
That's Mark's, you bet. It's a lot less salacious than the one that I picked, so. Well, I was going to say my other one would have been um, probably I'd just get something mundane, like hit by a land speeder or something. Like I just wouldn't look, look, you know, both ways before crossing the Tatooine street. Jaywalking, exactly. I want to add some comedy to your first choice, and that's when you finally finish paying off your student loans or some giant debt that you've had and you look up and the death star lasers coming down towards your planet. And that's oh, God. your sad, tragic, but kind of hilarious way oh, to die. Like, feel like you've wasted your life. Or worse yet, the rebels just blew up that death star. And then unlike in return of the Jedi, where you think all the debris would fall down on the end of oh. moon, you just get hit by a, a, a chunk of debris. That's like, you know, 50 kilometers long. Just bruh. Credits didn't do fine as it turned out. Yes, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> no, for sure. Uh, oh, so we got we got a lot of uh, a lot of content dropped May the fourth. Yeah. Uh, we we said we had visions and, and a bunch of different stuff, and we we kind of have a, we do have a plan. Charlie and I are still working on a plan to watch Vision season two to finish yes. Young Jedi adventures yes, yes, yes. Uh, to to finish up. Uh, Jedi Survivor. There's a lot of stuff that we have to get to, and that's why we're kind of taking this week just to talk about Return of the Jedi and get Gareth on because you guys both saw it. But before we get to Return of the Jedi, Charlie, one of the things that's been rumored or kind of announced-ish during the May 4th news drop was uh, a new HasLab project? You well, you know, I will, uh, and I'll quantify this by saying that uh, this is from a website called uh, Toy Farce, which is potentially a little bit satirical. So I'll, I'll pepper this in uh, with a little bit of um, reservedness. But I, I picked it because I was, uh, you know, Mark and I were talking about the flow of the show today, getting this organized. And it was at lunchtime, and my wife April and I both work from home, uh, except for when I'm on the road, but she's here every day. So when I'm here, we sit and we have lunch together. So I'm skimming through Jedi Insider and Star Wars Newsnet and all the regular place that I find Star Wars news. And yeah. there's a blurb from, uh, t- I think this was from today, uh, from Toy, Toy Farce being sorted as the site saying, could the next Star Wars vintage collection has lab be the Ewok Village? And it, it was a chuckle because... Um, I'll, I'll tell April's story by telling my own story first. When I was six years old, this was back in the 80s, um, I was the kid who wouldn't quit sucking his thumb. Like, that was my thing, right? So my mom, my mom, my single mom, was just my mom, my brother, and I, she said, look, we got to get this done. So it was, she, we instituted into a bribe scenario. She said, quit sucking your thumb by X date or whatever it is that the, ter- the terms of the negotiation were. And I will purchase for you the golden goose of, of toys that you want. Masters of the Universe, He-Man's Castle Grayskull. And I was like, I will wow. do it. And I was determined. <laughs> the period of time passed by, and the day came that it was time to go to Toys R Us, which is something that still exists in Canada, but we don't have it in the United States anymore. Wow. Uh, we went to the one in, in Roseville, Michigan. I'm from Metro Detroit. That was nearby my home in Gross Point, Michigan. And we went there and ran through the aisle and got to the place where it was supposed to be on the shelf, and it was gone. Oh, but no. Back in the day, uh, they would have probably for higher ticket items, they have a, literally a little ticket there that you could tear loose and fill out a rain check. So you fill out a rain check and you pay X, you know, a month, every month. And at the end of when you're done paying for it, you get the item. So uh, the six-year-old, is funny, I just told this, this story again to my comic shop guy on Free Comic Book Day just a couple days ago because he had one in the store and April and I stood and stared at it and I said, mm, I just, I don't know. Because, of course, when it was offered, a rain check was offered to me, I said no and oh. took some other items of, you know, equal or lesser value, as they say in the sweepstakes game. So um, so that was, that's, I've never owned a Castle Grayskull. There is one at my comic shop in <laughs> Tardis in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where I live but for my wife the ewok village was that what was that now i'm sorry i said go buy it you need to buy it oh my goodness hundred devil it's complete except it's missing some kind of cardboard insert there was this post-it note stuck to it so i just might do that and i should have he was doing 20 percent off that day i bought a gi joe action figure that went on my shelf instead so because i have gareth you can't see but if i was to flip my camera around i have 
uh, six big stacker sections of action figures, Star oh, wow. Wars, Marvel, uh, Indiana Jones, G.I. Joe, Star Trek. So uh, oh, you'll wow. just have to keep, you'll just have to keep watching our shows because I often will turn the camera if if I record at night, I'll turn the camera and because I have two glass block windows, I don't want it to flood out, but you'll see it all. But I'll, I'll show you. Brilliant. Sure. But at any yeah. rate, um, so for my wife, April, her older brother had the Ewok village and April liked to play with it. But much like older sibling, younger sibling, he was like, this is mine. Get lost. You're a girl. You can't play with Star Wars. Again, this was in the early 80s. My wife and I are the same age. Um, mm. So th that became her Great White Buffalo or Castle Grayskull. So I showed her this and she was like, really? I said uh, this. <laughs> We've purchased uh, two Haslabs before. We did not buy the Katana, which was the, uh, the job of this uh, sail barge. So I have two friends that did. But mm -hmm. I did purchase the, uh, the Sky Striker, which is the G.I. Joe, and I'm going to tilt you slightly, and you can see it there in the corner. Oh, All right. Wow. And then I purchased, uh, and I want to get this right back in the right because I want you to be able to appreciate my Return of the Jedi uh, poster as I'm talking. <laughs> and we purchased the, the G.I. Joe uh cobra his tank which is more to the scale of their six inch figures much like the star wars black series that will apparently come this fall so if this one comes out i i told her i said if this is ends up being real which i don't know if it ends up being real i said it will be yours it can go in your office oh, yeah. i won't you know uh, yeah. and, and i won't interfere and and perhaps over time i'll help you populate it with figures and stuff so so i really hope has labs are fun and and todd and i have talked about this over on sfu prime has lab uh which is crowdfunded did special projects from hasbro and hasbro has has long been the maker of uh of the star wars action figures in both the three and three quarter in the six inch scale six inch scale is the black series for the last decade they've done that one to varying degrees of success um but uh you know they've done a few projects that have been successful star wars related since hasla's been going on there was the katana jabba Silbarge, as i mentioned and then there was the rancor which was a massive <laughs> rancor sized dump of a project that it didn't get funded because it was it was very lackluster they brought it out they kind of dragged their heels their um their unlocks were pretty pathetic uh I mean, the, wasn't it for a yeah. lot like in cardboard and just like re-releases well, yeah the first yeah the, the first unlocks were like a skull and like like a skull of something that that didn't make any sense for it to go with a rancor i can't i'd have to look it up and uh, then yeah uh, the, the the unlocks were skull yeah it was tonto which was which would absolutely not appear in the Rancor's pit. That's so no. it, that alone that alone annoyed the shit out of me. I was never going to buy it, but I was very happy to see it fail because it was a mediocre effort. I mean, yeah, you're right. The, and then the figures that were part of the other unlocks were just repacks, which is very very common with Star Wars figures. So, so I'm not going to say that this wouldn't also contain repacks, um, but it's kind of funny if you look if you look at this link uh, that I posted. Um, they have you know th they're their potential unlocks as they said you know army build for a bigger force they stuck a bunch of them together which i think would be amazing uh and one of their unlock figures was uh was return of the jedi you know endor han solo which would be awesome um yeah. a c3 a c3po to sit in the throne an ewok catapult and uh the ewok combat glider so these are they took photos of things that that were part of the um, of the classic series and then and then the vintage series as well so this is awesome so hasbro if you're listening to our show which you don't but maybe you do or maybe our friend patrick who we've uh who works for hasbro who's been on sfu prime and hopefully we'll come back and be doing indiana jones with us uh when that comes out uh next month um i'm in so i will totally buy it i don't think i'll buy five of them so that i can have some kind of crazy ewok forest but uh the village will definitely go i will, will definitely go in my wife's office yeah. and then we'll yeah. so these are fun mark uh mark or gareth have you guys ever dabbled in in any kind of crowdfunded or, or you know screw that but just any large like super expensive collectible you got anything on your shelves i don't know about no i don't really know about super expensive collectibles really it's not really mm -hmm. it's not really my area um, i understand yeah. I was I was thinking about starting to kind of collect more Black Series figures. I think I've, I've I love, you know I've got, yeah. got a couple lurking upstairs, but uh, I do. I, I don't think I can turn. If I turn it all the way around, you'll see my laptop. I don't know if. I, oh wait, look at this. It's, oh 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 oh. oh, oh. <laughs> no, it just it turned. It, sorry, it, it turned. It turned my other one off. Hold on. Oh no. No. I'm, oh, yeah. Right. But anyway, no. I'd I'd love to show you. There we go. No, as I turned it, turned off my monitor because the button oh. pushed up against the arm. So. 
But uh, yes, I'd love to show. Let's see if I if I take this off, I can show you without breaking it. Let's see here. There you go. Oh wow! More figures. Wow. More. So yeah, the yeah. There you go. There's the Star Wars over there. Oh, that's incredible. Up and down. Yeah, you know what? I've always said, you know, it's a hobby I've had for about a decade, and it is uh, cheaper than smoking crack. Uh, so, <laughs> not, it's probably but, cheaper. But not, it's probably cheaper than cosplaying, to be honest. Yes, it's. Uh, but not not if you sit down and do the math, and it's not cheaper than anything. It's ridiculous. But you know what? Uh, it, it it keeps me sane. It keeps me sane. So, but yeah, that's the only thing. And again, you know, we're um we're looking to uh to bring you. Uh, more content as the week goes on because we don't we don't have new shows to talk about because we won't have anything until we get to uh, past you know the, the various animated things we're talking about we won't have anything until we get to august so mark and i are going to have to you know knock heads together and figure out if we're going to maybe do some deep dives maybe give you a little soka run up you know where we come up with some targeted stuff and i don't know we'll see you, you'll just have to keep tuning in faithful listeners slash viewers slash listeners <laughs> exactly yeah for me uh the only recent stuff i've been collecting is uh the star wars vintage series or uh, mm-hmm. no sorry the star wars retro series not the vintage oh series. yes the retro uh, so ones two yeah. different, the retro ones look like yeah uh the toys that my uncles had i never yep. had those like i had the more that they looked like the vintage series that the retro ones are like super yeah. stiff like, the, like the like ones the, like the from Ken- the 70s yeah the 80s, kenner no, ones like the with kenner the ones yeah they don't have any joints you know there's no joints in the arms or legs exactly yeah <laughs> so they're they're very very basic i leave them all in box and I have most of the Mando and Obi-Wan collection. And the Armorer should be arriving uh, tomorrow or Wednesday. Nice. So wow. I'm looking forward okay. to getting her and adding her to my collection. Awesome. And uh, that's that's a bit of like expensive stuff. I'd say like my my Mando helmet and lightsabers would be the most totally. expensive. Totally. Like, but I don't yeah. have like a focused collection. I should be getting a new lightsaber in the next couple of weeks as well. But uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of uh, it. I don't have like expensive... Uh, toys or figures that I, I specifically go after so right yeah for me it's just what is what you saw it's just what adds up <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's okay uh, that's okay i budget i budget for it i budget for it it's not bill money i make money another yeah. way so yeah yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. uh so yeah. we like i mentioned earlier i i wanted to get gareth on because you were lucky enough and i'm gonna say lucky enough mm-hmm. because this skipped my local theater. I was waiting for the showtimes to drop and they just never did. So you two lucky sons of guns saw mm-hmm. return of the Jedi 40th anniversary in theaters. Yeah. Let's just start off. Gareth, yeah. what, what was the experience like seeing return of the Jedi in theaters? I'm guessing you didn't see it when it was out in 97. No, I'm a little bit, a little bit young for that unfortunately so what uh still a toddler so what was this what what was this experience like for you do you know what i i don't know if i could put it into words it was amazing like obviously i hadn't ever seen it in in a movie theater at all like it it had never been re-released before this certainly not in my local area um so i was already really excited going into it and uh and i wanted to go and see i took my uh my younger brother of a couple of years um with me which was really nice. We're both big into Star Wars. So uh, we went and had that experience together, which was really cool. Awesome. So I was, um, I was really excited, actually. I, I remember it, it brought back all the memories of watching it as a kid and, and the excitement of seeing, you know, the rescue of Han Solo, the first time seeing the Emperor, you know, that was giving me all the chills again, the attack on Endor mm. and, and the duel between Vader and Luke on the second Death Star, I think is, must be one of my favorite lightsaber jewels in the whole across the whole franchise um and all those nerves excitement happiness it all just came back flooding back in a heartbeat um mm. as soon as the the logos came on the screen you know zooming out and i just thought wow like i remember it i remember the feeling of seeing a star wars movie in the cinemas again and it was worth mm-hmm. every penny that i paid um mm-hmm. And I just yeah got chills when um, especially when uh, I saw Hayden obviously Hayden Christensen back on right at the ending at the ending scene because it was the um, yeah I think it was the the special edition um, it so was the, it was the the two thousand four DVD cut because back in ninety seven that was before the prequels but yeah 
Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. the same the same one that you can watch on Disney Plus right now. Like that's right. the edition that it was because that's that's something I wanted to ask. Was right. What, yeah. There. Um, what experience it, was this? There is no. Um, the original cut of the film is not does not exist in the eyes of the powers that be. It just it it exists on a thumb drive I have plugged into my 4K Blu-ray player. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, because when, when George remade the film, his decree was this is the film now, and then this he made it. his he made his tweaks this and that. But yeah, I, I had the same question up top because I was without it being revealed. You can watch the first um, the first long scene of the film, and when they cut to Tatooine, you see R two and. Creepio walks through the desert having their little conversation. When they walk up to the big front gate at Jabba's Palace in the original cut, it looked re- it looked relatively like, oh, it's a big metal door. In the special edition, it's pockmarked with laser blasts. So yeah. that's how I knew, okay, the, well, tell, we're, yeah. we're, well, what I suspected would obviously this was going to be the, the official cut, and that's what it was from that point. Okay. That, yeah, it makes sense that that's the edition that they would show right theaters, Cont- continuity uh, continuity and yeah. yeah it's it's what's it's what's official so right. um yeah. I but, think it's what everyone's but, used to as well yeah for sure yeah especially mm-hmm. since that's what's been consistent for the last 25 years yeah um, yeah exactly so um well i first saw the film unlike the two of y'all in the theaters <laughs> in, in, in 1983 <laughs> i was in i was in i was seven so i was in the first second grade i think usually how that works and uh, again again i lived in i lived in gross point michigan which is in a suburban metro detroit uh i lived on a uh, my street dead ended into the school so you know i was i was you know i never had the excuse to be in late for school but um my my mom who was you know super mom uh single mom working uh decided to pull my brother and i out of school on a weekday oh go wow. see this movie and it was one of those where you know you can't tell anybody i'm doing this you gotta have a sick day or whatever and of course <laughs> back in the schoolyard the next day oh my god we went to see return of the jedi on a tuesday <laughs> and blah 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 blah, blah. And, uh, and you know naturally since i was seven year old seven years old i remember absolutely nothing um i've told the story many times that the first film i ever saw in theaters was three years earlier and it was the empire strikes back my dad oh, took really? my brother and i yes oh, wow. and i have i have two memories of that experience uh number one because there wasn't any kind of pre-film entertainment like now they have new v and maria menounos up there with her, with her cackling laughter and then they have a whole bunch of trailers and this different stuff they instead had no sound no picture but an out of focus white picket fence for 30 minutes <laughs> oh and uh so to keep ourselves entertained we played rock paper scissors and uh, those are the two memories I have of seeing <laughs> back for the first time. But I've I've told that story many times. But uh, but yeah, it was. Um, I'm sure it was great. It was very exciting. Um, yeah. But um, was, no, was rec- this no time? reflection. Uh, it was. Um, you know, this is funny because I had the same conversation with uh, with Todd and John right after I saw it. Um, it remind. It, it kind of flashed me back to about three or four years ago when, and it was before the 40th anniversary, which would have been in uh, 2021 of the empire strikes or excuse me, Raiders of the lost Ark, which is my favorite film. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, and I I've seen a handful of movies in a revival, you know, setting um, since, you know, since I've been an adult and I really scrutinize and pay attention to things, you know, I always think, you know, if I notice one little weird detail that I, that I don't see watching it, hundreds of times on a small screen i yeah. feel like i'm really paying t- i feel like i'm really paying attention in raiders of the lost ark it was the fact that um the colonel who was the other nazi who at the end of it they're all standing around the ark and their faces melt and everything he's the other guy he has a he has a big really super phony scar on his cheek so there you oh, go wow. that's something i learned by seeing it at a the a, a, a small theater at our local you know uh, art institute with this one what i noticed was it was again, it was in the first act of the film in Jabba's palace when R2 and 3PO are led down into the droid torture unit. And they're talking to, I think it's EVD 909. I think it's the name of the droid. He's like, he's reading the riot act. Yeah, there's droid bits everywhere. But I think when you cut back to him speaking in a two shot, he's speaking to C3PO, littered around his feet are the, 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 the trash remains of four or five different R2 units. One of which looks absolutely like R2, but it's like caked in green slime and it's just really gross. Mm. So yeah, I was like, Ooh, that's gotta be, that's gotta be tough for R2. If he's like, dude, oh my God, you know, that was, <laughs> I knew 
Bill, I remember Bill from the Sandcrawler. Well, and what's funny, one thing I've always noticed is when 3PO is being moved out of that room, like the Gamorreans are pushing him, he's like, R2, don't leave R2, me. And then he bump, he he bumps into that one droid and he doesn't knock him over. That droid was in the Sandcrawler with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously that droid's, you know, story after the Sandcrawler, somebody else bought him, then Jabba picked him up and smashed him. And they're like, well, you know, parts is parts. And they just shoved him in the corner. It's a real bummer. So yes, it was, it was kind of the, 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 the car, it was like saw in there for, for droids. You know what I mean? It was just, it was merciless. I so anyway, I, yeah, that was, that was my big grab from watching it this time. I think I made a video, I think uh, a few, maybe about a year ago saying something along the lines of if assuming droids think similarly to humans, that scene when they're dragged into the whole workshop must have been absolutely horrifying for them because right. they're seeing all these dismembered parts and it yeah. must be awful. It's like like something out of a horror film. Right, um, here's an arm and a leg and here's a guy. Yeah, and the, the one, the guy who's like, you know, he's going to be drawn and quartered like his arms and his legs. Yeah. As, they, as they're talking, the little device is just going, er, 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 er. And then mm. it just goes and pulls him apart. It was just like that's the whole, that was just, oh, it was horrifying. That's mm. tough stuff. Yeah, I think I I bad. noticed as well. Like when I was watching it, it's just similar to what you said. I think on a slightly bigger scale, I noticed, for example, when they were coming, when they were walking in through the gate, um, through the door, uh, I saw the Boma monk in the background, which yeah, I think was yeah. added in as well. Um, which is Might something that I was like weirdly fascinated by. I think just the idea of keeping i think it's their brain in a jar maybe is that yeah, right? yeah the whole the the now non-canonical uh tales of jabba's palace which came out in the uh, mid to late 90s told that whole, i know that john my other partner my other college roommate read that whole thing was really very really well versed in that and you know it's while it's you know non-canonical it's not you know disney canon um there's not you know you call it head canon because it's not been disproven it hasn't been like oh those bomar marks yeah. are really you know something else or whatever nobody ever talked about them then it's you know it's still canon there's no reason for it not to be canon so yeah, exactly. yeah that was that I was basically the deal confirmed that it was them in what was that in book of boba fett maybe yes oh, i think it was yeah. when they when they were in the palace right or when they were just outside yeah oh so, okay yeah, and they i don't know if it was like behind the scenes like they wanted to drop that in because of that like can't to make canonize it or whatever yeah. but uh yeah i, I don't think that. it was actually name dropped like in the show but like that right. was the reasoning for it like let's make sure that these things are seen again i mean that's the so, same yeah. that's the same way they they found a way to make dash rendar canon by sticking them in yeah. a little like it was a this or that or whatever dash rendar gareth if you're not at all familiar with shadows of the empire that's mm. a that's that's an episode mark that we ought to knock out in the next couple of That'd months fun, man. Yeah, yeah let's let, i think we should put that on the docket even if we don't read the whole book but if we simply yeah. just you know talk about the experience of it i think that'd be a good idea let's so. see if i can get that game again Ooh. I, I know like, that i know i purchased that book and started to read it i'm like oh my god this was boring but i still have it on my kindle so i could finish it <laughs> i always feel like you can have you can sort of take elements in from the expanded universe and kind of right. bring them into disney canon a little bit in your own head like obviously with head cannons mm-hmm. and stuff like that as long as they don't right. impact the story at all like Boma right. Monk, like whatever yeah, else it's like yeah yeah i feel like you can have that belief and you can sort of treat that as as your own personal your own personal right. canon don't make a difference like to it. anybody else i read a very uh very interesting theory today on how to bring star killer in mm. uh, and it was specifically through the ahsoka show and make him essentially an inquisitor so very much change the star killer we saw in the games because obviously sure. overpowered just ridiculous yeah. But take uh, an essence of that character and make them an Inquisitor. Because we we haven't seen all of the Inquisitors. We haven't seen the extent of these Jedi hunters or Vader's apprentices or his personal kill squad. Um, We've seen that explored here and there. We've we've seen a few of them highlighted like in Obi-Wan and uh, throughout like Jedi Fallen Order and and whatever. But... um, Who's to say one of them wasn't Starkiller? Maybe that was Vader's favorite. And right. He's my boy or his lieutenant, sort of his top dude. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Like there's, there's, um, I think there is a possibility there. Like even for a, an OP video game character who you think is just yeah. too ridiculously right. overpowered to work in anything but a video game. 
um but like people are clamoring for for that character to be made uh, canon right. again so i i remember yeah. when jedi survivor the trailer first came out and you saw the character with the red lightsaber stepping out of the fog i read read right. something that thought oh wow it's star killer and i just i wasn't sure because i assumed that it was going to be a little bit too overpowered to to bring him yeah, into yeah. canon in that format but i think it's you know it's good to be left open to maybe mm-hmm. doing that in a different way like I think that's quite yeah, a good idea to be honest, because so many yeah. people like the Force Unleashed and one and two. Oh, so. big time, huge hit, huge hit back in the day, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, kind of starting to wrap things up here. Uh, I think uh, you know, Gareth, you you mentioned that Return of the Jedi is one of your top two favorites. You pretty fair to say? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I really, uh, <laughs> I think I just really enjoy both that, both Return of the Jedi and Revenge of the Sith um, together. Charlie, recap for for new listeners. Um, my I, my even I would even say like a top five. Well, Empire has always been my number one. I I run in kind of a logjam putting Rogue One in episode four in kind of a quasi shared film, like maybe a tie for two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and the, you know and then Jedi would or Jedi would be right after that. You know, That's, because yeah. I because I, I I really do feel that that Rogue One is you know it's analogous to being part of the trilogy. It's you know it's yeah. it's uh you know episode you know three point nine nine yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly three point nine 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 yeah so yeah. it was um yeah so I would say but yeah you know Jedi is it, it's a classic beyond uh, it did bring. Um, the tri- you know a trilogy to a very definitive end, and it's a place that they really could have just they could have left it um, mm-hmm. if it hadn't become everything that it's that it's become since. I mean, there's always in a lot of ways more story to tell. You know, I mean, there yeah. are there are things out there that come to a very definitive end. Ron Moore's Battlestar Galactica came to a very definitive end. If I keep plugging on it, someday Mark will watch it. Mark, it's very Canadian. They shot all of it in BC. <laughs> So I'm just saying, you know, national pride, come back at me with that. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I think I'm closer to Gareth than I am to BC, but uh, oh. right. <laughs> that, you probably that's are, actually. Yeah, that's a, that, that's yeah a I think I could, I could stand but on the coast it's, it's and kind funny of you say, it's, funny, it's funny you say about your top five. I don't, I don't know what mine would be. I would say if, if I'm being, if I'm like having to whittle it down completely, I would say Revenge of the Sith, number one. Jedi number two, Empire number three. Ooh, really enjoy like Rogue One number four, maybe. And I like The Force Awakens. I think I've adjusted my choice slightly. That's in like, right. Sin- That's right. definitely in my top five, if right. not top three, dude. Like, and again, we have yeah, uh, I really enjoyed uh, it. 11, 11 films to choose from because you, you count the two, you know, so the the solo solo story, and then Rogue One. Yeah. So yeah, and then if and then if they ever decide to make another film. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I trust that they're making that race equal for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They would really be stepping out on a ledge if they were like, yoink, if they turned that into yeah, a gotcha, I think it'd be a bad choice. Uh, and Gareth, I, I named my kid Finn. So if I don't put oh, Force wow. Awakens but... somewhere high on my list, like that's <laughs> uh, that's pretty telling. Yeah, right. um, there you go. <laughs> uh, for me, like I, yeah, Jedi's got to be number one, I think for me as well mm, uh, awesome. i have it i did see it in theaters i i missed out this time i did see it when it was re-released in 1997 i was 12 13 13 at the time yeah and was just really like that was cementing my love of star wars like nice. that was they were yeah. getting ready to, like the prequel hype was really was really high off, doing yeah. those re-releases like everything was just kind of hitting i had seen them like my aunt you know, like my, my origin story, like my aunt lent me the, the VHS copies, I think at the time wow, yeah. uh, when I was younger and made me wait like a week or two in between watching each one. So oh. I could let it sink in. And I ended up like watching this, them like no. just repeatedly. I wouldn't be able to do that. I don't have the next one. I don't have the impulse no. control. Well, none of us, none of us, none of us do in this, you know, this, you know, streaming video world that we live in. Nobody has like we all we've been doing April night lately is binging shows. We binge Ted Lasso, which I'm the last person on Earth who held out to watch that yeah. show because I had extra and Mark over my ass for like the last two years to watch that show. And then really we really do a battle star now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or Lower Decks. You give me one episode of Lower Decks. Lower Decks is happening. Or, or Strange New Worlds, which they film in Toronto. That's a lot closer to you. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying. There you go. 
Um, but, uh, or, uh, we're watching, uh, shrinking right now, which is the Harrison Ford and Jason Siegel one about the, right. yeah. Oh my, we just started that. That's absolutely fantastic. But anyway, yeah, I will, I'll, I'll back up. Just talk about Apple plus about what Todd says about Apple plus. They don't make a lot of content, but what they make, they don't make anything bad. Their stuff mm-hmm. is all, is all pretty great. So anyway, okay. uh, last question. If you guys could only choose one other star Wars movie to see again in theaters or to see in theaters for the first time. What would it be, Gareth? Oh, uh, I'd have to say, I mean, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, it's just an amazing way to end the prequel trilogy, isn't it? And and it's really cool, I think, after watching the originals and you've seen all the other prequels and, and you can kind of watch Anakin's Fall and the Rise of the Empire. And yeah. and I feel like even though you know Order, 6 is, Order 66 is about to happen, you, you kind of still watch it and a little bit of you thinks, oh, I wish this... I, I'm hoping this time round, I'm everything will be fine. They're going to go right. away and live on Naboo. It'll be all right. Um, right. But yeah, I'd I'd love to be able to to go through that again um, to watch it mm. at the cinema. I think that would just that be, would be perfect. Amazing, yeah. I have a great uh, Revenge of the Sith story. I saw that I saw a midnight showing in May of 2005, just a few months before my my middle son was born. So my son Jackson, who turns 18 this year, but at a, at a little theater in uh, the town I lived in at the time, St. Clair Shores, also in Metro Detroit, that is no longer their little one screen theater. Uh, And I held on to my little torn in half ticket stub for years and years, had it in my wallet, but it was just like a little like paper, like, like raffle ticket. It was just, it was so basic, (laughs) but yeah, midnight showing that used to be a thing before they started, you know, showing big movies at like i've seen them at four o'clock on a thursday it's like it's just not a thing anymore <laughs> yeah midnight early releases now yeah now. exactly After yeah we we do thursday. have them we do have them here every so often i i yeah. make the effort yeah to to try yeah. if you know if it's a film i'm quite interested in then i'll i'll have a go at yeah at getting to it yeah I there's no the, marvel the, midnight showings man we didn't miss one yeah, I, oh. there's no way I would I would make it even being awake up to that. I have to have a nap before I get there. But <laughs> um, I'm going to super cheat the shit out of my way out of your question because I already kind of hyped upon this. I'm going to slap together Rogue One and A New Hope into one film, and I, Ooh, would, yeah. I would sit through that. Yeah, just when, and when you see the Tantive Four blast, uh, blast off into hyperspace, no credits. Just, and it just, just straight just into it. Just, just straight, oh, straight gosh. into the not just st- straight down into that that tilt of seeing it again. Oh, so yeah, yeah, just just a, a smash cut. It would never be done, um, but but oh, it would be but it would be amazing. It would be amazing to have a, a five hour a five a four and about a four and a half hour Star Wars extravaganza. That is the answer. Holy crap. That would be amazing. I, know, I right? was going to say a new hope, but shit, I think that's the answer. You need my smash cut. My, my, yeah. my super smash bros, star Wars cut. Boom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that answer. That's yeah. fantastic. man. That's brilliant. That's, yeah. that's a really, really good one. It's I gotta just stuff. like I want to just like steal those and just make that edit myself. Right. And just watch yeah. it for five minutes. Like, like yes, I guess exactly. I could just like really quickly start it up on Disney Plus and like whatever. But like for some reason, I just want to put that together now. Just close um, your eyes. Yes. I'm broken yeah. like that. Uh, Gareth, thank you so much for staying up super late. I'm not going to keep no you problem. up any longer. Yes, please. Okay. This has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, please once again tell people where they can find you on the internet and where they can follow you. Okay, so my little corner of the internet, uh, you can find me on TikTok. So it's at I am the Senate with a dot in between each word. Um, on Instagram, I am the Senate official. And you can actually find me on Twitter as well. I didn't put the link in, uh, but you can find me on Twitter at official Senate. So uh, I am convinced I'm the world's worst Twitter user, but uh, I mainly upload <laughs> daily on daily on TikTok, and that's uh, a skit every day and a um, cosplay video. <clears throat> and then on Instagram, I tend to mostly post photos of um, of cons or any places that I I go in cosplay or anything I do in cosplay. Um, but it's a good place to find out anything else that I'm doing. Um, and if you want to endure my rants on Twitter, you can also look look me up there. 
that's funny because conversely, I'm a I'm a lukewarm Twitter user. I'm a terrible <laughs> TikTok user and an even worse Instagram. Well, you know what? I put Instagram somewhere in the middle because I'll take a picture of myself or my wife and I going for a walk or something, and it'll be on Facebook as well. But Facebook is all for old people, and I'm trying to pull away from it as much as I can. Um, yeah, I don't use Facebook yeah. very much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyhow. Charlie, yeah. where can people find you? Oh my goodness. Well, you can find me, as I said, uh, over on Twitter is kind of my main blast at the C3. Go ahead and spell it out. Uh, wouldn't be me if I wasn't plugging the USS Grand Petoskey, the chapter of the International Star Trek Fan Club that my wife and I run here in West Michigan, although I do head up Region 13, which is Michigan and Eastern Canada. But regardless, if you're a trekker within the sound of my voice, want to meet other trekkers in the place where you live, uh, drop me a line uh, from that website or across socials, and I can help kind of connect the dots. Perfect. And you can follow me everywhere at the underscore Canardian. I'm going to early apologize to all of my Star Wars friends and followers that at the end of this week, it's going to turn into a Tears of the Kingdom Legend of Zelda account for at least a little while. So uh, get used to that, prepare for it. And then I'll switch back to lightsaber stuff when I get my new one. Uh, so TikTok and, uh, and I've been really ignoring Twitter for the most part lately, but you can still follow me over there. That's again, the underscore Canadian. Awesome. Good deal. Fantastic. Well, thanks guys. Friends as, friends, as always, I will say thank you for joining us. Sharing is caring and keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.